0: do it! Ooh, Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome, your host of Grill Nation. Always
1: dressed up and ready to go, even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill.
0: Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I am your host, Jason Grill. Great to be back today on the show with you. Thanks for joining me on 980 AM or on podcast or on our website, grillnationshow.com. We're going to have an awesome show again today. We've been had some great guests lately, but today will be even uh, a really good show, even better in my opinion. Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President of Landmark National Bank, banklandmark.com is joining me. Uh, Landmark is a great institution here in the region, and they, they join me each month and bring on a great guest uh, and someone that they work with and they've learned from. Joe Herleman will be with us here in a second. He's a partner and project manager at Midwest Glass & Glazing, MidwestGlassAndGlazing.com. going to just talk a lot about business and how he's rolled with the punches over the years with uh, the construction industry, growing a company. Uh, you know, We're going to get some great advice from Joe today. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking. We'll break into that in a second here. But Jeff Phillips, I want to I want to bring you on now. Um, Joe is going to be a really interesting guy to talk to. A great guest and has a great company here in the region.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, I I look forward to hearing from him. I think Joe is actually wise beyond his years. Uh, he's had some great mentorship and support uh, um, as he's grown in business. Um, he comes from a pretty entrepreneurial family. Uh, His father has had uh, different businesses. His siblings are in business. So they can really lean on each other. So I think he's got some um, important things to share with us today.
0: Yeah, we'll learn a lot about kind of just a lot of different topics with Joe about how he's kind of grown, how they've adapted, how they hold themselves accountable in the industry. Um, Got some really good advice of things that he learned in that entrepreneurial family uh, that that people can take with them. Going to be a great show. Before we get to Joe, I want to start with you, Jeff, and talk to you about uh, you know what you're dealing with at the bank. I know there's there's constant changes in our world, and you guys work with some of the best uh, people and businesses around. What are you hearing from uh, folks that are reaching out to you at the bank around uh, kind of what people are looking for these days and what they need help with?
1: Yeah, it you know we are really blessed to work with folks that are kind of students of not only business but are really sensitive to what the landscape. Um, looks like uh, from an economic standpoint, uh, tax, regulatory, political. And so it's always interesting to, to visit with uh, them to see what they're thinking about. And it helps inform us as to what we need to be thinking about so we can be a good resource uh, for them. You know, it seems like the conversations we're having today, obviously, everybody's been in this responsive mode of uh, how do you Operate in this new environment. Uh, and then this time of year, everybody really kind of looks towards the future and starts doing strategic planning um, and thinking about more long term perspectives. So, the things that we end up visiting with folks the most about right now, I think, is access. Um, I think people are really interested in access to two kind of broad categories. One would be information. So, you know, it's not uncommon to get a phone call and say, hey, I was interested. You know, I read on the, in, in the news yesterday about the CARES Act um, and what that could mean for my business as far as grants or job training for my employees or things like that. What do you know about that? And so you kind of got to be up to date on those things, or at least have a good resource to say, here's where you can go to find out more details. Uh, obviously, the whole PPP thing, everybody wants to know, you know, what are the Tax consequences, how do I get forgiven on that? Uh, I start every one of those conversations with I'm not an accountant, but here's what I think I know. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you should check me on all those answers. Um, So, you know, there's some specifics like that. Also, just in general, like where we are in the rate uh, environment, where we are from um, a, a money supply standpoint. You know, some people read headlines and see that they feel like banks are kind of rolling up the carpet and they're not in the business of. Of lending or supporting small business anymore. So uh, visiting with them about what the landscape looks like. So access to information. But then also, uh, one thing that I'm most proud about our community is uh, access to people. And so it's not uncommon to get a phone call to say, hey, I've got this corporate structure and I don't know if it's the right way for what I'm trying to do. Who should I visit with about that? And you can give them two or three names of Other business owners that have done something similar or an attorney or, you know, people that can help guide them through that. So you think about, um, you know, hey, I need uh, help understanding what the um, development, what I should be thinking about, about if I'm going to buy a building or if I'm going to build a building, which one should I do? Should I own? Should I lease? And so you can kind of give introductions to people who have gone through that exact same thought process as running their own business and give them some uh, advice so they can kind of skip over the pain that's associated with making some of those decisions. And so I'm the most proud about how generous the people that we work with are with their time and their information and how they're willing to share uh, their experiences to help others kind of skip ahead.
0: That's interesting. Um, You always wonder about that because you do work with so many uh, different, diverse businesses and owners and, uh, you know, Kansas city and our region is obviously pretty uh the ecosystem likes to help each other like to see each other succeed and in in your world i'm assuming that that isn't diff that isn't much different especially with what you just said i think that's awesome that people are willing to help each other and truthfully with with you jeff you know pretty much everyone in town (laughs) and and, uh, you can connect people to about anyone um (laughs) can't you
1: Well, that's kind of neat to say. I I don't know that I know everybody. It's a a good reason, though, to give somebody a call to say, hey, I know somebody that you need to visit with and you don't know me. But uh, I think we ought to get you two introduced. You're you're right. I I think the ecosystem of Kansas City um, is very uh, helpful. But I also think that specifically the people that we've had a great time getting to know and work with, also kind of have that shared value that they see their role as part of a network, as being able to draw from it, but also having the responsibility to contribute to it. Um, And so that's how you can call somebody uh, with a lot of confidence and say, I know you've gone through this before. Would you mind visiting with somebody? And I can't tell you a single time that someone has said, no, I'm, I'm not willing to do that.
0: So access to people, access to resources, information. Um, Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President Landmark National Bank, banklandmark.com. Great website, uh, different locations throughout the region. Jeff, again, we're going to be joined here in about a minute after the break with uh, Joe Herleman, who is with Midwest Glass and Glazing. He's a partner there. Really interested to talk to him about kind of what they do, you know, some of their case studies, but more importantly kind of how they have, uh, how they've evolved over the years and how they've managed different temptations with growth, uh, and the construction world and how, you know, they hold themselves accountable. And, and again, it's going to be great to get some good uh, entrepreneurial advice and business advice from Joe today.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, he is living it currently. So I think there is some sage advice that he can provide of things that they have tackled. But I think there's also a lot of questions that he has himself as to he doesn't know the right answer. But just being able to see the inside of what they're thinking about is very helpful.
0: It'll be a great show today. I want to thank Jeff Phillips for joining me, Senior Vice President of Landmark National Bank. Again, banklandmark.com, great organization and great contributor. Not only to this show, but also in the region with uh, their uh, the book series they do, Landmark Library, and then other uh, ways they work with the business community here in Kansas City and the region. Uh, we'll be right back after the break with Jeff, as, long, as well as Joe Hurleman, partner uh, at Midwest Glass and Glazing. Thanks for listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll see you in a second. Thank you so much. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sang some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang. I was told when I get older, you used to call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grill Nation Show on 980 AM and on Apple Podcasts or at grillnationshow.com. Again, I want to thank a uh, contributor to the Grill Nation Show. It's an incredible company, and it's the, they're all over the place these days. I see their name everywhere. Landmark National Bank. Uh, Jeff Phillips, again, is joining me, Senior Vice President, just been a... Great contributor to the show. They join me each and every month with a a great guest. And uh, we learn a lot each and every time that we have a landmark National Bank show. It's great to have Jeff Phillips back with us again. And Jeff Phillips, uh, we're going to be joined here by Joe Hurleman, who's the partner and project manager at Midwest Glass and Glazing. Their website is MidwestGlassAndGlazing.com. Uh, I want to have you introduce uh, Joe to our listeners and to those on podcast and radio today. Very interesting story and company that I'm excited to talk about with you today, Jeff.
1: Yeah, I think everybody will enjoy uh, hearing from Joe. Um, Joe comes from a very entrepreneurial family, and uh, I'll be interested to hear kind of how that influenced him and his decision to own and run a company. But uh, Midwest Glass and Glazing is one of those businesses that you drive by and you maybe you see their metal building and their sign. and You say, I wonder what they do in there. And uh, one of the cool things about being a, a banker is that you get to actually go inside those businesses and uh, see that they are a thriving company that is uh, working on some very cool projects Uh, He's also a really good uh, businessman who is uh, facing some things that I think our audience will um, enjoy hearing his perspective on, Um, so I'm looking forward to our conversation today.
0: Well, great. Well, Joe, welcome to the show. First off, uh, before we get into your day-to-day and kind of... Being a leader at the organization Midwest Glass and Glazing, let's learn a bit about you. Um, tell us about your background. Are you uh, are you a Kansas Cityian? Are you from somewhere else? I know you went to K State.
2: Yeah, so I was born and raised here. Um, went to Kansas City Christian School, K through um, 12, and uh, moved up here when I was five. My parents um, were from Wichita, or they were married, and and uh, that's where I was born. Um, but yeah, I lived in the same house, um, from five on to when I left, um, to go to school. And, uh, it was great. Um, I had a great childhood. And then I went up to school. I played soccer at John Brown University for a couple of years. Um, it's a small little school down in Arkansas and then transferred from there over to Kansas, Kansas State. Um, had some buddies from high school that were over there and, uh, plugged in there and, Finished my degree. I was a finance and accounting major. Um, and uh, yeah, that was. Um, so, so, you, that was probably.
0: Yeah, so you, you did the soccer thing. That's always interesting to me when people go and pursue their dreams in athletics. It takes a lot, uh, one, to go to a smaller school to do that, and two, um, to make the decision to hang them up, if you will. So, you did right. that. And you went to K State, and you look, you get, you know, you talked about the financial, uh, financial degree, financial management, and controllership. I mean, how did that influence your next move? Because I know, uh, you know, the company Midwest Class and Glazing is a family-owned business.
2: Yes. So my dad um, is a CPA by trade, um, and he's had lots of influence on me. Um, you know, not not just in the business world, but you know as a as a great father figure that i've always looked up to and um you know so he liked numbers and you know that that rubbed off on me i like numbers um and uh wasn't really sure um what path to take in college um didn't have like a burning passion for really any particular one discipline and so um i was like well you know dad dad likes numbers and and i like numbers so i'll head down the finance road and, and I really enjoy, I still enjoy like the markets and I still enjoy like reading the wall street journal and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, you know, the, the accounting side is really the, the, the bedrock for, um, getting involved in any company. You know, if you understand a little bit of the accounting principles, um, it really helps you, uh, understand the business and what really makes it work.
0: Yeah. So you, so you, did you go straight out of school and work for the cover and did you do something else beforehand?
2: Yeah. So, um, probably should have paid attention in school a little bit more than I did. So I didn't have a ton of offers coming out of school.
0: We like, um, my dad... show, Joe we appreciate
2: <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, my, uh, my dad was transitioning out of a CFO role with PB and J restaurants, which is a local restaurant company. Um, he uh is very entrepreneurial um always wanted to kind of do his own thing and one of his big um one of his things that he said he always wanted to do was see if he could go and um and create culture um in small business you know that that's always been a dream of his so he started doing um small business investment and getting involved in a couple small companies um around the same time that I left school and so um he needed, you know, some help managing the books, and so I started doing some book work for um, a snow removal company that he had up in Omaha, called True North Outdoor, um, Nebraska, and that's how I started uh, working for my dad. And then a year later, um, they uh, they lost the bookkeeper at Midwest, and so I transitioned into into doing some bookwork for Midwest. And that's that was my foray into uh, into Midwest. So,
0: yeah, tell us about Midwest, Jeff. If I would just tell us about kind of what what the company does, MidwestGlassAndGlazing.com, and then we'll kind of get into some of the, the kind of the work that you guys have done here locally and in the market. Uh, tell us about kind of what the business does and, and you know your niche, if you will.
2: Yeah, Midwest Glass and Glazing is a commercial glass and aluminum framed uh, facade installer so it's kind of hard to point to anyone in the building and say hey that's that's exactly what we do because because all of the projects have a little bit different you know architecture to them commercial windows come in all different shapes and sizes and so the best way to boil it down is to say hey, we we will install um, like glass openings on commercial buildings so that that goes down to you know, uh, one level storefront properties, you know, strip malls and retail centers up to hospitals and larger buildings. Um, we don't really get into like high rise structures, you know, that's a little bit big for us, but, you know, I would say anything five stories or lower, um, you know, we're going to compete be competitive on in the market. You know, we do entrance doors. Um, we've spun off in the sheet metal, um, so we do some sheet metal facades. Ninety-nine point nine percent of our revenue is from uh, from commercial uh, construction.
0: Jeff, you had a question on that. I'm looking at the service page right now, Joe. And uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. You do a lot of different things. Um,
1: but yeah, know, I'd say I'd be interested to hear from Joe as to as they've seen all these opportunities in front of them, how they've kind of. Uh, picked a niche or picked um, you know a certain type of customer to work for? Because I know there's just been a ton of opportunities out there and they really could spread themselves pretty thin. So what's been your approach to that, Joe?
2: Yeah, so we've been on a pretty aggressive uh, growth um, cycle uh, ever since like 2010, really. So we're about five times larger than we were back then. And, and most of that's due to just growth in the market, you know, understanding uh, what we do better, um, trying to take the approach of improving it every day. You know, we've learned some tough lessons, uh, you know, every year we do that. Um, but we try to, you know, learn those only once or twice and then, uh, you know, improve the business from there. So, you know, I would say most of most of it's just been experience based. Um, learning and, and, and you know the, the natural business uh, maturation process but to answer your question about you know niches um, i think you know for us we we've we've had some success lately with um, doing schoolwork trying to keep our projects to a manageable size you know which is you know your your mid-level projects your one two story buildings um, some remodels You know, getting into the bigger jobs, um, there's just lots of risk there. And we've done some big jobs and and we've had some decent success on them. But, you know, that's a whole that's a whole nother learning process. So I think what, you know, where we're at now is 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 thankfully, you know, we've we've gotten to the point where we're pretty decent at running most of the mid-level jobs and the the smaller jobs. Um, And there's enough of that work out there. Right now, that um, you know, we can kind of focus on that, on that tranche, and and not have to chase um, some of the really large projects around to keep to keep our lights on. So,
0: and you guys do historic building renovation, which of course in Kansas City and in our region is really uh, something that people have to have expertise in, uh, just because of all the different nooks and crannies of all the older buildings and, and trying to um, provide a quality kind uh, of uh, rehabilitation, I guess, and renovation of those buildings?
2: Yeah, those are always tricky, um, you know, because you you always find stuff that's not going to be on the architectural plans. So, yeah, that's definitely one of those uh, genres where you need to do a couple before you really figure out where you're getting yourself into. Um, so we did the Folgers building renovation down there on, uh, I think it's 8th and Grand. You know, that was a really good size renovation.
0: I think we lost Joe's sound, Jeff, but that's okay because we're getting to the end of the segment here. We have about 30 seconds left. We'll be back with Joe here in the break. I want to talk about the Folgers Building. I also want to talk about um, uh, some of the other work you've done. I want to get into some trends. I want to get into some movement. I want to talk about your market area and kind of your your location and and, and how people can get involved and learn more from from Joe uh, at uh, Midwest Glass and Glazing, we'll be right back after the break with more Grill Nation show. Thanks to Landmark National Bank, banklandmark.com, and Jeff Phillips for their support. Uh, we'll be right back.
1: You were the
0: shadow to my life. Did you feel us? Another star. You fade away. Afraid our aim. Of sight.
1: Wanna see like the legend of the phoenix, huh. All ends with beginnings. What keeps the planet spinning?
0: Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Uh, thanks for joining us again today on the radio on 980 AM or on Apple Podcasts or podcast networks. You connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Thanks to our uh, supporter and sponsor of the Grill Nation Show, Landmark National Bank, for helping to coordinate this great show today. Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President, is with me, banklandmark.com. Uh, joined today by Joe Herleman, who's a, who's a partner uh, and one of the leaders at Midwest Glass & Glazing. Their website is midwestglassandglazing.com. Joe, we were really getting into a uh, a project you worked on, a historic building renovation, which was, if you're you're in Kansas City listening to this show, you you remember it because of the smell. Every time you you cross the Broadway Bridge or uh, we're going into downtown, the Folgers Building, and you renovated that, and that is now a, what, multifamily uh, apartments, correct? Yes. Yep, it is. So tell us about that process. I thought that was interesting when you were starting off there.
2: Um, you know, like any historic job, um, you know, there's, there's tax credits involved. And so like sight lines and, you know, keeping the integrity of the original constructions, um, a really important feature of all those projects. And so, you know, you got to really make sure everybody's ducks, ducks are in a row when it comes to, um, getting, you know, the windows approved and all the details approved, you know, that's always a feature of those projects. So. For us, you know, it's always fun to drive around and, you know, look at jobs we've done. You know, that's certainly one of them. You know, there's other ones, too. But yeah, that that building, you know, like all buildings, they have their unique challenges. Um, you know, they have massive windows on that job. And, uh, you know, just getting, you know, those size of windows up up the hoist and, and staged on the floor lines and, you know, installed in the openings and all that stuff. Um, you know, th- those are the details that you don't think about until you've had to, you've had to, you know, logistically plan that out, tight footprints down downtown, you know, not a lot of space to work, any type of lift work that you need to coordinate on the outside of a building, um, be it swing stage or boom lift. Um, you know, all those things um, go into planning a project like that. Um, you know, and, uh, unfortunately experience is typically the best teacher there. Um, so, you know, you, you learn, you learn by doing it, um, you know, mm-hmm. how to do the next one better. So, um but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is fun to, you know, kind of name drop some of the projects that you've done around town and, you know, look at them. I know, and, and the guys too, you know, all the guys that work for us, you know, they, they have some pride in, you know, installing, you know, windows on a particular project or walking through a door that we put in or something like that. So that is a cool part of doing what we do.
1: We absolutely should. It's uh, not unexpected, I think, Jason, that um, Joe and the crew at Midwest have built like a reputation um, with, you name it, general contractors. So all the big names that that you would think of that do projects like that. Joe, I'd be interested to hear your take on the temptation that a lot of companies have when they build that reputation and they work with companies that will give you almost as much as you are willing to take. Um, What has been the thought process for you all as to how you manage your growth Um, and uh, kind of from a capacity standpoint, from a risk standpoint, um, from all of those things? What's been your thought process as you get more and more opportunities thrown at you? Yeah, you know, that's a really tough, a tough thing to
2: nail down. You know, there's so many different factors involved in that. You know, us being a non-union company, um, we have a fixed labor pool. So, um, you know, our labor pool doesn't, doesn't get to, um, be ratcheted up or down based on how much work we have, you know. So we basically always have to have a steady stream of work to keep our guys busy. If we don't do that, then, you know, we'll le- we'll lose skilled labor. Um, you know, and more importantly, we, we, we won't take care of the people that we're responsible for, you know, which is our workers. And so, you know, to answer your question, like, you know, the paradigm for us is always to be a little bit busier than we than we than we should be just a little bit, though. You know, we always want to be like that five percent busier than like than than we can really handle. Um, the problem is, is that, you know, that can easily turn into 25 or 30%, um, you know, and I mean, like for instance, like this summer, um, you know, we had some struggle, um, just trying to get some of the jobs finished, you know, so we had a lot of overtime trying to keep the customers happy, you know, try not to work our guys to death, but also, you know, um, you know, we have to get the job done, um, you know, from a liability standpoint, but also just from a reputation standpoint. So I think. We're trying to dialogue with contractors more and get the GCs on board and say, hey, like, you know, if we had better visibility on projects coming up in the future, like, if you could give us like a six month forecast of what you know is coming out for bid, we would have like a lot better, uh, you know, we would have a lot better ability to like manage our own workload and make sure we're not committed to too much because right now our bidding schedule is only like a 3 week look ahead you know that that's about the extent that people give us and you know we'll we'll get it on budgeting opportunities but you know there's never really a hard date on when that that job will go we have to we can't really turn down opportunities to bid anything but at the same point like we also have to make sure that we're not bidding too many things and you know if we get enough yeses we can get ourselves into trouble so it's something we look at really hard. Um, you know, we, I study it, you know, I mean, probably daily look at the bidding schedule look at the backlog and, and try to, and try to navigate all that. But yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's some, there's some opportunities there for people to collaborate like contractors and subcontractors to collaborate to where everybody's taken care of and no one's stretched really thin.
0: Yeah. Have you, uh, have you turned down a project Joe that you wish you wouldn't have over the years?
2: Ooh, um, I think the better way to say that is, is we we didn't get a job that we were glad we did not get. Um. Okay, so,
0: that, so that's the <laughs> same thing in the professional service world and banking world, probably that there's some of those deals where you're like, wow, this would be a great uh, initial boost of capital, but uh, it'll be a nightmare right. to deal with, and it'll be yep. it'll take up all of our time.
2: Yeah. I mean, right now, the way we handle that is, you know, if there's a job out of town or a job looks hard to us or, um, it's, you know, it's got a lot of really expensive components to it. We'll, we'll bid that job higher, you know, so not necessarily like we'll turn that down, but you know, if we're going to, if we're going to do that project, it's going to be for a higher margin than we typically would, would, would use to bid a job.
0: So if they say yes, then I guess you, you've made more money then, right? Exactly.
2: (laughs) See. You you kind of take care of You'll figure out your
0: staff then, your growth then.
1: Right.
2: Right. Yep.
1: Yeah, I can guarantee you that every time you read an article in the newspaper about a company that had fraud or is filing bankruptcy, there is a banker somewhere that's going, whew, that was a close one. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. That was the one they didn't get. (laughs) Joe, what's your... uh, What's your, I mean, I know you're a student of not only business, but of the industry and kind of the economy. What's your outlook on construction in general over the next three years? It seems like it's going to be really,
2: I think it's going to be really strong. Um, I think a lot of that could be like, not so much on the supply side, but more on the demand side. I think that like trades are going to have trouble attracting you know, younger workers and skilled workers um to train. You're gonna have a lot of people exiting um the skilled trades over the next three to five years. Um it's a very aging, you know, demographic. Um there's not many guys that are starting subcontracting companies um for good reason. Uh I don't think I'd do it ever again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh you know I'm pop, I'm top committed now. Um, yeah. You know, it's just it's just, it's a hard it's just a hard uh, industry to it, it just takes a long time you know and there's just things you have to learn by experience and so like if you don't have the capital to to be able to do that or you don't have you know the the, the timeline to be able to do that like you know it's it's it, there's some barriers to entry there so I think that I think that it's going to be a good I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities. And I'm, and I'm not really sure, like, it's because this building is going to be booming. I think it's more because um, there's going to be more demand um, than, you know, the subcontractors that are involved can handle.
0: What uh, We're talking to Joe Hurleman, who is a partner at Midwest Glass and Glazing. You guys uh, talk to us about your facility uh, and where it's located and, and what essentially can people see when they come there?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like our website. There's, there's not, really mu- <laughs> not very much. There's not very much. You know, if you don't know what you're looking for, you know, it's kind of like you see a bunch of metal, um, you see some machinery, you see a lot of guys that they, they move at a good tempo up in the shop. The thing that we're we're really uh, proud of is the culture we have here. We have a lot of second generation guys that work. Um, so like their dads have trusted us with not only themselves and their family's livelihood, but also. Vouch for us to the point where their kids are starting to come work for us, you know, and that's that's a thing that makes me more proud than probably anything I've done in the business world is like create an environment where dads will um, also, you know, bring their sons to work and their sons can work alongside them. Um, we have about six or seven of those those situations right now here in our company, and hopefully more. But the facility's is located on Mission Road. It's right down. It's right down the street from Joe, uh, Joe's KC Gas Station, uh, a uh, local staple. Um,
0: and if you I've don't know where of, that is, is that, is that a place I should go?
2: <laughs> if you don't know, if you don't know where that is, you need to look it up and head there. Yeah. Um, right.
1: <laughs> you can get
2: to you can get to go, so you don't have to eat inside or whatever. Um, but anyways, yeah, we're we're right on like Mission Road and Thirty Five Highway, so a uh, good location pretty centrally located you right. know selfishly i i have the, probably the best commute in, in in the city i i it's about a minute and a half for me to get to work in the morning Are i've got gonna, four small kids we'll be
0: right back after the break with more grill nation show thanks for listening today on podcast or on 980 a.m we'll be right back back to the final segment of today's real nation show uh, i'm your host jason grill you're listening to 980 a.m in, in kansas city or on podcasts throughout the country on apple podcasts or at grillnationshow.com where you can find all of our podcasts jeff phillips senior vice president of landmark national bank banklandmark.com great bank in the region is joining us today and they support the show they have, uh, they have brought on uh, Joe Hurlman today. He's our guest partner in, at Midwest Glass & Glazing. MidwestGlassAndGlazing.com had a fascinating conversation with him so far. Uh, very interesting business topics and how they've evolved over the years. You, you talked about some trends you're seeing in the industry, uh, in the construction industry let's talk a little bit more about how you all have evolved kind of from the startup phase. I know you mentioned kind of saying no to projects, saying yes to projects, but as far as like the growth of the team and kind of maybe some of the best lessons you've learned Joe over the the 10 plus years you've been with the business um, uh, that you maybe, maybe were surprised by, or were taken back by, or really kind of you like to hone in on on a day-to-day basis to make the company stronger.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, for us, I think identifying um, ways in which we can improve um, for for the sake of the customer and the sake of the project has been pretty instrumental in our growth. So like uh, implementation of like uh, automation and machinery, we have a pretty sophisticated shop, you know, relative to a lot of our uh, competitors. And, you know, that's that's built over time. So like our first piece was, you know, we, we wanted to um, bring in a machine that would uh, automate the way that we fabricate window systems. And so uh, we made that investment about four years ago. And what it did was it just really changed. It changed more like the paradigm under which like we operate um, almost as much as it changed the way that we do things. Um, because like when you when you bring in something that like kind of raises the stakes for everybody, everybody kind of has to commit to it and 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 that's that's paid out dividends you know in in ways in which we think about how to do projects um, think about how to um, even unload trucks think about how to like logistically get uh, material around and all that thing so I think one of the best lessons I've learned is like to try to figure out repeatable processes within your business and then, you know, figure out a way to, to maybe implement technology or, um, or some type of machine, um, you know, that can, that can, uh, supplement, you know, the way that you do things. My brother and sister are involved in McLean's bakery. They've done similar things, um, you know, like bringing coffee in house, you know, to roast, um, you know, for us, it's like being able to do sheet metal in house. So we built, we bought a folder and, and and we're able to, you know, um, control that process, not have to, you know, rely on a third party to give us those materials. Um, it, it makes the project run quicker. You know, it, it gives us the ability to, um, to look for change orders that other competitors can't because they don't have the machine to do it. Um, you know, so there's just lots of there's lots of benefits to, to looking at those processes individually, solving them and then moving on to the next one. And understanding that it it, it does take time to to do that. But once it's implemented, it makes a huge difference. So,
1: So Joe, how do you how do you because believe it or not, a bank is actually we're a small business, too, and that we're constantly evaluating um, is this something? Is this a process that needs to be done differently, or is this a place where we can leverage technology um, in trying to make changes all for the benefit of a customer experience? Sure. How do you hold yourself accountable to that? Do you are you in charge of that? Do you have a third party that holds you accountable to that? how do you do that? I think that the lowest hanging fruit
2: in in that type of a discussion is like, you know, what's the, what's the bottleneck that everybody, you know, points to when they're like, well, I could get it done if so-and-so was done for me, or I could get it done if, if this thing was, was not holding me back. And I think that's really, that's really what we've what we've used to try to, um, implement and change, you know, for us, like lead times are, are, are crucial, you know, like we have very long lead time products. And so any way that we can shut that lead time down, um, just gives us the ability to control that project better. Right. Cause instead of having to wait six weeks for somebody to do something for you, I can buy a machine and do it for myself in two weeks. And so I think that for us, like that's really, um, the way that we make those decisions. And, and that takes a lot of collaboration from the team, and that takes a lot of people to, you know, give you input and feedback. But um, I think for us, like, you know, we, we try to ask, you know, everybody involved a lot of questions, and and then they give us good input on how to do things better, and then we try to solve that problem. You know, we don't do it perfectly all the time, but we're always trying to solve something.
0: You mentioned your brother and sister. I mean, you guys come from an entrepreneurial family, don't you, Joe?
2: We do. My little brother and sister involved in McLean's Bakery. You Couldn't be more proud of them. Um, they do a great job. Um, you know, my dad, he just, he gave us all opportunities, which, you know, you you, you know that's priceless. What, what was the you best know? advice he
0: ever gave you guys growing up? Because, I mean, that's pretty rare, especially because you're all in different industries.
2: Right. I think I think two things. I think my dad was big on, hey, um, it's okay to make a mistake as long as you're trying to do something well. You know, I think... And the entrepreneurial side of things, people are always afraid of failing. And like the funny thing about that is, is like if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to fail at some point. You know, it's how you react to that failure that that really is the most important part of it. The other thing that my dad always said um, that I took away from him was, you know, the grass is always greener. You know, so you need, you need to be content with what you have, because just because you think something's better or looks better, it, it, it not it might not necessarily be that. Um, you know, so I think that also, um, helps entrepreneurs because, you know, there's a lot of time where you just have to be content with where you're at, um, and not be, and not be too anxious about where you should be or where other people are, because, you know, every process is different. All the businesses are different. You can very easily get in a bad spot if you're looking around and and comparing yourself to other people and not worrying about your own, your own house and taking care of your own people. Um, you know, that can, that, that can, uh, that can hurt you. So I think those two things are two things that have really stuck with me that, um, you know, my dad imparted onto me.
0: So. Man, that's something you know, more people need to think about. A lot of times we see a lot of smoke and mirrors out there and then you realize that a company is, is not doing too well, especially during the times we are facing right now. Um, we're, we're on the outside and might look okay, but on the inside, man, they're in debt and they're just they're not doing too well with their uh, their banking partners. They need a new banking partner, perhaps Jeff Phillips, um, <laughs> that isn't helping them right now. But, uh, right. but I love that advice. That, that's that's very good advice. Uh, we got forty seconds left in the show. I just want to thank you, Joe, uh, Joe for coming on the show today, Joe Herleman with Midwest Glass and Glazing also want to thank Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President of Landmark National Bank, BankLandmark.com, for the show today. Great show! Um, I love the advice. I love hearing the stories. And uh, you know, here's to the future, Joe. I'm sure you got a lot of big things planned uh, with all the construction you predict.
2: Trying to take it one year at a time. So,
0: <laughs> I think that's my I think we all are doing that, right?
1: Yep. Absolutely. Great job.
0: Appreciate you guys coming on. And thanks to all those for listening today to the grill nation show with Jason grill. look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.
1: Picture perfect memories scattered all around the floor. Reaching for the phone. Cause I can't find it It's a Dakota-